Welcome back to another episode of BS and Bourbon, everybody. I'm Bob, and as always, I've got James Smith with me. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing fine. You weren't going to say like 278th best barrel picker in the world or anything like that? No, because I'm going to talk about the American Whiskey Ambassador for Beam Centauri, Beth Burroughs, who's with us here tonight. All right. Ladies first. Yes. How are you doing tonight, Beth? I'm doing super well. How are you doing? Oh, man. Uh, So I'm sitting here. I'm drinking a little bourbon. It's a beautiful night. I can't get any better. Y'all good weather and everything? Like you're sitting pretty? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah. It was like 80 something degrees today. It's a beautiful day today in Atlanta. How was Kentucky? (laughs) It rained all day. (laughs) <laughs> but Beth, you're you're coming to us from some innovation lab. I said that right. <laughs> I'm, at the, I'm at the Global Innovation Center in Claremont, Kentucky at the James B. Beam Distilling Company. So it's it's the building that you first see if you go not into the, the entrance that most folks go into for mm-hmm. tourism, but like the actual plant entrance. And it's it's where all the white coats and, and the smart people live. Not that there's not smart people throughout the entire distillery, but this is where our folks do a lot of the innovating. Uh, they do a lot of just all the different pieces that are the behind the scenes aspects of, of our whiskey making process. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, what are you saying about them other people in Kentucky? <laughs> we have smart people in every aspect of the James Booming Distilling Company. So it's right next to that barn, Bob. It's real close to the barn. Yeah, we it's drove right by the around, barn. Yeah. We couldn't go to the barn. It was closed. Well, no, we could. I mean, it's just there. It's there for you to take pictures in front of. Well, isn't there like a gift shop or something over there? Not at the There's barn, the, you dummy. <laughs> well, near the barn. The barn's when you first turn in. Um, you're talking about the American Stillhouse, soon to be the American Outpost once our distillery opens back up at the end of this year. That's where the gift shop was. Talk to me about these renovations and innovations. What's going on out there? All sorts of things are happening at the James Beam Distilling Companies. We are getting the Fred Bino Craft Distillery up and running, which is incredibly exciting. It's where Freddie is going to do a lot of his innovating and spending time on very special projects and really being able to hone in, again, on behind-the-scenes type things and educate on every aspect of the whiskey-making process. Um, we have a new restaurant and bar going in, and we also have some renovations happening to the American Stillhouse, which I just mentioned. It will be the American Outposts, and and there's just going to be a, a different flow and, and a different feel and look to the James B. Beam Distilling Company. Well, I got a question. I mean, I, I've seen uh, Mr. No on uh, TV shows and, and different th- documentaries and stuff like that. What do I need to do to come sit up there and drink with him? <laughs> um, well, I think that Mila asking Kunis. is the first step, right? <laughs> you're not Mila always Kunis. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, you're not Mila Kunis. So step one. Sorry. All right. Now, Fred I is failed. Fred's an absolutely amazing fella, as I'm sure you've oh, seen yeah. and, and know. Um, and he loves to sip and chat with people. You know, his his porch sip and time and, and his fireside chats are kind of when he is happiest. Obviously, over the last year, we haven't had a whole lot of those because we've all been hunker down at home or, you know, doing our own things. But as time opens back up and, and the world opens back up, Fred's going to be out here probably hanging out and he'll be happy to share a dram. Well, that, I'm speaking that for him right now, but can, like, can we sneak I feel into like the barbecue? Line. <laughs> I want to sneak into the barbecue. You want to sneak into the barbecue, like physically into a sandwich or. Well, I mean, I know Fred does. A, Bob, a Bob, 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 Stand up. You know what stand I'm going to do? I'm, I'm going to sneak stand up. right on next to that pig on the pit. Stand up. I'm not standing up. up. <laughs> no, I'm not standing up. Well, Miss Beth. Beth as you know, I'm a, I'm a manly man. 
I'm not. No, that's not what they call that. They call that <laughs> overweight. Um, his big ass ain't sneaking nowhere. So you're going to have to give him a pass, okay? So you're talking about like the beam home backyard barbecue situations, right? Where he's got the fire pit going and, and the barbecue with all of the, the pork chops and the, excuse me, the Booker's flambe. Go on. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> she, look at that. She's doing the dessert. She knows me all too well. <laughs> oh, I know. She's listened. She has listened. She is not lying. What I'm drinking tonight is probably one of my favorite values in bourbon is Knob Creek. Another one, I mean, because some of these Knob Creeks, you can get like 10, 11, 12-year-old Knob Creek picks. These things coming out at 120 proof. These things are great, great drinkers. And it's like, what, 45 bucks, James? 50 bucks, yeah. maybe? Yeah. So, 50 bucks with a sticker. Yeah, great <laughs> price point. Phenomenal price point. And I will tell anybody... If you're in a store and they have a Knob Creek pick and you're looking for something unique, because I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of nuances between Knob Creek picks. You get the the subtle beam notes in every single one, but man, I mean, when you when you find a home run, you've got a home run like our No Way Out pick. I love the single barrel process for Knob Creek. Um, especially when we can bring people to the distillery, they get to spend time in Warehouse K, uh, which is like a super special place. I, I absolutely adore it there. I I love it so much. I did my 30th birthday pictures there. Um, <laughs> that's how much I, I adore Warehouse K, but it's, it's such a cool experience to see even sister barrels, right. That we're living next to each other inside of the ricks and how they come out in such unique ways. And Knob Creek can manifest itself in so many different flavor profiles. I always look for the cherry bombs of Knob Creek. I, those are my favorite barrels, which the Knob Creek 12 year that's on the shelf right now is chef's kiss. It's so good. Good. Yeah. We actually, uh, to our no way out pick, um, and it's not something we look for in Knob Creek picks is, uh, sister barrels. We actually found a sister barrel to our no way out pick and they Unreal. were completely different. Yeah. They were completely different. Typically like you, you go to other distilleries and they have runs and they have sister barrels are somewhat similar. It was amazing. The difference in between the two barrels. More that than likely time. same distillate. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just taking that time in the barrel for nine years and you know, then you could just really nerd out on the wood science of everything and start talking about how much that wood can impart on flavor and how each individual barrel is going to impart different tannins and, and different flavor profiles as it, it breaks down. Hey, she knows what she's talking about, Bob. Oh, yeah, she does. <laughs> Man, That's you ought to totally heard me fine. and her talking. Yeah, you ought to heard, heard me and her talking about you before you got on. I mean, she has listened to the show. She knew you were at least... You know, five, ten, four hundred fifty pounds. She knew. That's why you're not standing up. Pounds. I mean, that's what she just assumed by listening. <laughs> no, that is not what she assumed. We're friends I on Facebook. She is my excuse me. She is my newest friend on Facebook. Okay, look at that. He's frozen. Look at that. You're my newest friend on Facebook. You can see everything you need to see, and you know, see my my beautiful wife and George. Maybe let James come back. I don't know. Can <laughs> you see the same picture I see? <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> I almost want to like screen capture this. Like, <laughs> dear, dear, dear. Oh, he's gone. Oh, there he's gone. You can't even get it. Can't even get to it. So what are you, what are you drinking on over there? What? Uh, what? I poured Legion because I figured that's what we were talking about. So why not, right? So. And I don't know about you, but like it's it's hard for me sometimes to just dive into one bourbon and give tasting notes. I need something to contrast things with. Yeah, I know. I totally understand what you're saying. It's it's definitely one of those things where your palate can take a little bit more nuance, and that way you're able to really articulate what it is that you're tasting, not so, just like going in note after note on the same thing. So I normally normally when we do a show, I, I always start with something 
that I know, like Knob Creek, for example. And then I'll get into what we're going to taste. And then like I, I feel like I've got a better opportunity to explain what we're tasting. With your broke-ass palate. Shit, son. <laughs> Zeke Baker says, I'm awesome. Am I supposed to know who that is? <laughs> well, you know... <laughs> I mean, I mean, he is our number one listener probably because he wants to shit on us every chance he gets. Yeah, I love that you're setting me up for this. Like he's gonna <laughs> hate me now. It's gonna be great. Oh, I oh I cannot wait because as soon as we get off of this, I'm gonna be like, oh my god! Apparently, you've never <laughs> talked to Beth Burrow, Zeke, because she don't know who you are. <laughs> like I said, it's been a, it's been a hard year. Let's uh, let's start talking about some of this Legion bourbon. That's really why we're here tonight. We want to talk about Beam Suntory's not. I don't, is it your newest product release on the American whiskey side? Because it's, it's aside fairly, from like limited time offerings, yeah. Right now, I'm looking at my bottle. It's a beautiful bottle, by the way. And you uh, said there's going to be a little bit of a package change coming up here in a little bit. You know, Fred, you Fred's story? notes can always be interesting. Yeah, have you heard that story? <laughs> I haven't. I don't think. What was it, Bob? He uh, they were doing a tasting. Yeah, so there was a tasting going on at the distillery, and there were, there were some people. You know, well, you know, I get notes of caramel and uh, some apricots and maybe a, maybe a hint of cardamom fred knows other tastes like pencil shavings to me <laughs> oh oh yeah yeah fred i, I get a little hint of that too james what's your power of suggestion yeah seriously you can just you can impart whatever with the, the power of suggestion and tasting notes. i get a slight hint of saltiness as if a unicorn shed a slight tear in the barrel if you keep this up, you're, you're done. You're done. <laughs> There's a reason I'm going to make the trademark 51% me, 49% you. 50-50, baby. Look at that. Beth, let's see that glass you got. What What are you? That was a big old glass. Look at that. It's a, a normal-ish snifter. I guess it's a normal-ish. Right there's a glass. Yeah, but she actually That's got some bourbon in hers. That that just looks like a, like a, I don't know what that is. I this mean, has I been filled up three around. times, this Bob. This serious. Yeah, this has Beth been filled is, up three times. Beth is over in the Innovation Center tasting some innovation. This is. This is almost the epitome of innovation between Beam and Suntory. So you want to set it up to knock it out of the park there. So yeah. let's uh, let's dive into this. So t- tell can. me about the bourbon, and then I'm going to pop my bottle. We're going to dive into this and taste it. So, so well, go ahead and pop your bottle it. first. I want to hear it. I want to hear oh. that cork pop. There it is. That's a good Solid. One. It was a good one. Yeah. All around. This is a chorus, right? All of us will just pop corks. Uh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Legion, we've already talked a little bit about, about Fred and Fukuyasan, right? So it's a true collaboration. We're looking at 226 years of Beam family tradition in making bourbon. And then the expertise of Fukuyasan, who is the fifth ever chief blender of Suntory. And as we know, Suntory is an institution when it comes to Japanese whiskey. And blending is so incredibly important when it comes to Japanese whiskey. And so Fukuyasan takes this very seriously. I mean, so much so that he eats, you know, when he is doing his tastings, he's eating very plain udon noodles. He's drinking water and that's it. I mean, he does not want to do anything that's going to affect his palate in any way that could change the way that he's tasting. So the two of them decided that they were going to start a little passion project. They were going to figure out what it looks like to take the seven generations of Beam family traditional bourbon making and, you know, five generations of this chief blending position and what they could do with with the whiskey. And so that's kind of where it all started. And then it took years, I mean, of them going back and forth and talking about what this could be because they realized that it could be something really special, right? This is not something that a lot of distilleries can do. Not everybody has the years. Not everybody has the ability to, to have the 
Japanese blending influence, right? And that excellence that comes from Japanese blending. So they they sat down and started with this and started working through it. And now you have in your glass the product of just under a hundred tries, I think, and a multitude of years. No, I'm I'm I've fresh poured mine in the glass. I'm swirling it around. It's it's got a little more nose than the 94 proof would lead you to believe it's going to have. Normally when Agreed. I hear 94 proof, I think it's going to be, yeah, but it, it, it's, it's got a little more bite on the nose. What it kind of bite are you? I want more. Let's hear. He's got already a more totally esse- trashed your palate. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, James, did you hear about, oh, Fakuya-san? Did I say that right? Fakuya-san? Fakuya-san, yes. Fakuya-san. Did you mm-hmm. hear he takes tasting and blending whiskey seriously? Drinks water, eats plain udon noodles. You know what James does? I mean, the world-renowned barrel picker, James Smith. You know what he does? Dave, you want to tell everybody what you do to pick a barrel or taste a little whiskey? <laughs> hey, I, I chew Copenhagen because each master has their own process. Okay? So I'm more refined than Bob. So first initial smell, fruit stripe gum. Now, yeah, now really? That, now that I've had yep. a little ethanol come For off. me. It has so much more flavor than that. I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. <laughs> well, no, I'm just going to no, tell you. Nose, I'm, I'm no, saying nose. Nose. No, I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, you I'm, get I'm fruit. just being an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. You get fruit. Hey, it's fine. Bob's an asshole all the time. No, I I but, get uh, fresh strawberries. Well, that's part of fruit stripe. See, I'm more sophisticated. Fruit stripe, you have strawberry, you have grape, you have lemon, all those different. I, mean, I don't get any grape or lemon, yeah. but I appreciate the effort. <laughs> There's I'm definitely the bright fruit notes, right? So yes. I you're neither one of you are wrong. You you should get fruit on the aromatic. Beth, we get a little cornucopia of fruit on the nose. Shut up, Bob. <laughs> you can't say that anymore. <laughs> it's a true statement. Beth even admitted it. I mean, we've done 72 shows and he's mentioned it on 71 and a half shows. <laughs> he's just trying to be a centerpiece, okay? <laughs> you Fred Minnick wannabe. <laughs> oh. I love the nose on this. I'm, I'm I'm giving it a chance just to breathe for a minute. I mean, it's 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 a very very nice nose. I mean, yeah, you expect for 94 proof that it's just going to be a a a subdued nose, and it's not. No, it is no. not subdued at all. I did I get know. a good bit of ethanol on the nose. I had to give it a minute to to wash off. Well, that's what a fresh crack does for you, there, buddy. That is true. That was a neck pour. I get a little cherry, like I said, the strawberry. So no, you're I, on like red fruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's red. It's red talk- fruit. Definitely red fruit. Talking ripe, right? Not so much like baked. No, no, no. I, I I get a little spiciness, a, a little. Right after they ripen and they're still a little bit sour. It, you know, definitely right see that. F- yeah. Cherry wood. Smoking with cherry wood. I definitely, I mean, when you talk about char, right, it's almost like a doused campfire at the end of the night, that smoky sweetness that comes out of it, which you usually talk about char in the palate of everything. But you can definitely, like you said, the cherry wood comes through with that that very bright fruity nose. Hey, when you're when you're talented like me and Mister No and Mister Fukio Son, is that right? So close, <laughs> Faku- <laughs> Fukuyo. I like how you're Fukuyo. trying to like do it with your hands. Like that's gonna help I, him out at all. I talk I talk with my hands a lot. I can't right. not. I yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna yeah. edit that part out. Fukuyo. Fukuyo, yeah. Okay, Fukuyo I'm edit that part out. So when you're on the level of me, Fred No, and Fuku- Fukuyo son, <laughs> third time's the charm, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing it. You're here. You can it. uh, you can pick that stuff out. So when you're drinking La Jante, hmm, <laughs> get hints of cherries, ripe. If you're drinking La you get hints of pretentious, right? Like <laughs> you're drinking Legion. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it's a it's a red wine. Uh, finished and sherry finished. So, so question. I don't yes. know if you can tell me this. So, do they take some barrels, finish them in red wine, some in sherry, and then blend that, 
or is it red wine to sherry and and then that's the maturation how how does the red wine and the sherry come together and, and, and is it only and it is it only those two or is there some bourbon that is not finished that gets added to the blend look at you you're all on it so I, i'm gonna sheet. use my hands for it <laughs> i i don't need i don't want to read the sheet i want her to tell the audience let's set the stage right so it, it all starts with kentucky straight bourbon whiskey right like that's the heart of it we want this to be bourbon we want this to be 226 years of bean family tradition, right? So Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey at the heart of it all. And then we're going to take some Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey and finish it in red wine casks. And then you're going to take some Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey and finish it in the sherry cask. So they're going to have three separate components that are coming together. And then we allow them to mingle after the aging process. So it's going to be one to two summers, depending on Fukuyasan's taste palette and what he is getting out of the consistency, right? Because he wants it to be incredibly consistent. He wants it to be the product that he hopes for it to be every single time that it goes out. So he's going to go off of his own blending flavor pot, right? So one to two summers in those barrels, and then they're going to go into a mingling tank. And and when they do that, they're going to sit in a mingling tank for about 30 days. We realized that instead of just dumping them together and then going ahead and putting them into the bottle, having that time to mingle is incredibly important. So in those 30 days, it has time to to really become legion the way that we know and love it. And then it gets bottled for you to enjoy and pop corks on your your podcast. That's right. So tell me, what what is, and we, we still need to talk about taste and finish. So, but have you had a chance to try this at Cast Strength, like right out of that blending tank? So I have not. I This is one product that I have. I know it's, it's on the list of things to you, right? But I'm sure I need a, a few different signatures. I mean, I've, I've definitely, <laughs> you know, a little sign off here and there. I don't just let me go ahead and throw hey, a glass in. Hey, I got Fred No's <laughs> signature right here on this Nile Creek bottle, okay? All right. Fred hey, No says I can it. do it. I have both signatures on my Legion bottle. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Z, when you walk into the distillery and just say, I've got Fred No's approval. This is, I'm allowed to do it. Fred will give me a call and be like, what the hell did you say? Why did you? <laughs> no, so <laughs> what are you doing? But yeah, I, it's always a treat to be able to taste anything at Cast Strength, especially here at the distillery, right? And just kind of the unfiltered straight out of the barrel experience, which we do get with a lot of products like Booker's, you know, Knob Creek, the single barrel process does go down to 120, but a lot of times it is close to 120. So you get a very similar experience with that. But uh, yeah, it's it's on the it's on the list of things I'd like to do. The you know long shot list, right? You're you're in the center of innovation. I'm I'm sure they have a bottle of it laying around somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure, but it's probably behind a, a nice guard. That yeah. No, he's hey, how you doing? <laughs> My name's Beth Burrows. If y'all didn't know, um. <laughs> Just drop a card and some credentials. So I got a question. So we don't know what the mash bill is. But she ain't going to tell you so nothing. We, okay. I know. I know. I know. I know. There's a question here. So we also do not know what Booker's mash bill is because it's 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 typically as unknown. Do they switch mash bills at all for taste or do they mix different mash bills from different barrels or, or is it typically the same one? So with Legion, you're looking at the same mash bill, your same mash bill all the way across, right? So all three of the Kentucky straight bourbon whiskeys that you have, I mean, they're all aging as a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, even Mm -hmm. before the finishing process. So you're dealing with our traditional mash bill and traditional yeast strain. Easy enough. All right. Let's get to some tasting notes. We talked about how great the nose is because let's be honest, it's a great, great nose. Um, James, what are you picking up on the taste? Hold on. I'm empty again. No, I am. Oh, darn. 
can we go through this way? This is how I like to taste, right? So we do the Kentucky chew and all of that, which I'm sure you're like incredibly familiar with, but, um, I always go with, how does it hit your palate first before we go into flavor and, and actual profile? Because I think that it's important, especially as you're getting those first sips, right. And you're kind of experiencing it on your palate and experiencing that hug to, to articulate what that is. And then you can talk about subtle nuances. So I'm just yeah. going to take over your show and tell you how to taste. So no, you know, please, please here educate for. James. He, he needs some learning. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You would think after about a year of doing some podcast and he to learn something, but Beth, please go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm now I'm just going to ask you the question. What do you get as far as the palate? Like, where does it hit you on your palate? Do you have some uh, Copenhagen in James? Are you good? I do. I do. <laughs> uh, it hit, it hits mid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mid. A good, a up good. front. Up front, it's mm-hmm. it's subtle, and then it it it, it makes a crescendo. Isn't that the right word? Crescendo. crescendo. That is. It, yeah. Crescendo. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's about mid mid to back palate. It's it it's not there on the front. Bob, I'm still talking. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's mid palate for me. Yeah, it's like um like you said, a little soft up on, on the tip of the tongue, but as it rolls over the tongue, you get a nice subtle sweetness. Mm. For sure. What about the hug? And my my favorite thing about hugs, right? So it's not a burn. Burns are bad, hugs are good. Some are just gonna hug you a whole hell of a lot harder than others, right? But like I like it to be like real hugs. So if you had to explain the way that Legion hugged you, if it was a real person, what kind of hug would it be? Like that side hug. Side hug? Yeah, it's like what, that. Side chick? Your side chick? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, it's like it's like when you when you when your kids mad at you and you're like, oh, come here, give me a hug, and they kind of like walk over there, kind of throw their shoulder into you. It, the hesitant side hug. <laughs> so yeah. what about your side chick? <laughs> James, <laughs> no comment. Okay, I'm just asking. I ain't got one of those. <laughs> um, but no, I, to me, it's um, it's it's a little warm going down. But given James and I's typical proof range, this is a little lower on the proof range. Um, mm-hmm. So it's an easy, to me, I would call it an easy drinker because uh, it doesn't punch you in the gut and it, and it doesn't burn. Like you I said, mean, I, just, I, would, I would give it a little bit more than that. I would give it as far as probably at a, a proof of 100 to 105, maybe. It, it, it drinks it's, it's above 94 proof, proof for me. It's 94 I know, proof. I know. But it says it, it right there on the bottle. I know what proof it is, jackass. Okay. It's right but there. It drinks, it drinks, it. So kind of like you, you punted past your coverage. I did. This drinks, this drinks past its coverage. It drinks a little bit warmer than a 94 proof. I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah. When I'm thinking of other products in that low 90 ish range, I would agree that it's um, a little more robust, has a little more depth of flavor. Yeah. It's, it's got a, a, like a refreshing mint. Is that coming from the sherry? It, I mean, possibly it could also be coming from your bourbon components, right? That That's, Beth, Beth a, just said you're an idiot. She doesn't get that at no, all. <laughs> no. Hey, I Beth, will never, Are you getting refreshing mint? Are you getting refreshing <laughs> Bob, mint anywhere? Bob, Bob, I will educate you on bourbon. Bourbon, typically, if you say it tastes like, it tastes like caramel, cherry, or like a dried fruit, you're probably going to hit most bourbons in the market. But now if you go look to a rye, you'll have a mint on a rye. Yeah, you don't have a, much mint. Is, she on has told bourbon. us. I know times. what it is. It's a Kentucky I know what it is. Straight bourbon. <laughs> I know what it is, jackass. I don't think Fred but, No took any mint leaves and crushed them up and put them in them barrels. Okay. Well, no, because it wouldn't be bourbon at that point. Very so. true statement. I mean, I think that there's a little bit of pepperiness that comes on the back end, and it, it's mm-hmm. maybe a little bit vegetal, so it could come across as as a mint, almost like a wintergreen. What word did yeah. you use? Winter, that that's exactly what. Yes, wintergreen. A, a yes, veg, a vegetable. She said vegetable. 
Vegetable. Yeah, she didn't say vegetable. <laughs> she thought about saying vegetable. <laughs> she said vegetable. Vegetable. It's got like a little bit more of an earthiness to it, right? So on that finish, as it starts to crescendo, as you said, into a, a, almost an oak finish. So it does have a definite finish of bourbon, right? Like you get some vanillas and some caramels to your traditional bourbon flavor profile, but you're also mm-hmm. getting, you know, those red fruits, like we were talking about on the nose, they carry through, they may not be as abundant as they are on the nose as they are you know, in the palate, but um, you, you're definitely getting those. And there's a little bit of pepperiness on the end for me. Again, palates are completely subjective and yes. everything that you've had in the day is, is going to affect it. Um, but yeah, I think that, it's possible that you could definitely get a mint out of this. You can get a little bit of coumarin as well, which is like pipe tobacco spice. No, it's Copenhagen over here. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, you might just get that in general, James. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Palettes are are subjective. You know, the popular opinion is my palate is good. And Bob is Bob sucks. No, Um, I gather, I I gathered that from the conversation that that's the the general consensus between the two. Yes. This lady, (laughs) this nice lady is a very smart individual oh she's incredibly (laughs) intelligent she's the american whiskey ambassador for beams now why why when you read people's titles you have to act like you're reading off a piece of paper why are you that dumb (laughs) i mean seriously because i i get into this because i really enjoy rum um okay that's another product that i i I enjoy and and i've had a few japanese whiskeys we had a bourbon dinner a couple of weeks ago with some friends and the first course was paired with a japanese whiskey and i'm not a big scotch guy and so to okay. me, one of the great things about a lot of Japanese whiskey is it's not very peaty, not overly smoky, like I'm chewing on a piece of, you know, firewood. So right. I, I, I thought it was good. It it um it definitely hits the palate differently than things that I typically drink. Cause normally if if it doesn't knock half my teeth out, well, it could be a little bit, you know, you know, a little bit, <laughs> I guess, stronger. But I, I really like how in drinking this, it is a finished product. However, mm-hmm. normally when you think of a finished product, the finishing element overtakes the original element. It definitely can. And sometimes that's okay. I mean, sometimes, mm-hmm. personally, I like rye finished in port barrels. And um, I like that, like overly sweetness, porty, you know, rye I like that. However, in this product, kind of like James said, James is not a finished fan. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get a whole lot of sherry notes in this. I do get the subtle hints of the red wine. And to be honest, if you blindfolded me on it, I, I I don't know if I could have picked out that it was red wine and sherry finished. I would have said, mm, tastes a little different. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't like run up their mid palate that this is a heavily finished product. And I think that was the point, right? Like at the heart of this, it's Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. That's what they wanted to carry through. They wanted this to be a true Kentucky bourbon product that happened to utilize the finesse of Japanese blending, right? Mm-hmm. And and that that experience and that excellence that Pisan was able to bring to it. So I agree with you fully. I think that it's it's meant to be your true quintessential bourbon, which is why bourbon drinkers can definitely enjoy it. But it's also got these subtle nuances so that people like to branch out and try new things. People who are maybe even getting their foot into the category that don't quite know how they feel specifically about bourbon or higher proof things or, you know, anything in that category that they can pick up a bottle of Legion and and sip on it and one, love it for the process and, and everything that went into it. And two, because it's so damn good, right? You're it, able it is, to it, it is actually quite delicious. Um well look I, how much I, I've drank. <laughs> yeah. 
No. Um, You're doing it responsibly. You're at home. You're good. And, and the fact yes. that James doesn't like finished products should say something to y'all because James really doesn't like finished products. Um, I hear that a lot. I really, honestly, I hear that a lot. And I don't know what experiences people have had. I don't know, Bob, as you were talking about with it imparting extra flavor and, and sometimes maybe a more overwhelming flavor profile when people deal with finished products. But I love, love, love tasting people on Legion because the overall consensus and not everyone, right? It's not necessarily going to hit everybody's check boxes, but for the majority of people that I, I talk to and, and get to have experience Legion, they love it. And, and they're surprised because they're not finished product people. Well, and I mean, like you think about it, like I don't go to a restaurant or, or even sit at home and pour a glass of sherry at night. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people, when they hear sherry finished, that's what their mind goes to. Well, don't drink sherry. So why would I like that? And mine goes to a bone marrow luge. Is that problematic? Like, is that <laughs> you, you do a bone marrow luge of sherry? Yeah. Uh, Have you ever done that before? That sounds kind of key. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Beth, uh, are, t- talk to me more about this bone marrow luge. Are, are you a cannibal? So if, you, uh, if you've ever had. Um, I'm a fine young cannibal, nineties um, all the way. Anyway, um, you know, if you are ever at a restaurant and they happen to have bone marrow as an option, like, have you maybe been somewhere that has an appetizer with bone marrow? Yeah, or- yeah. I, I, I yeah hold, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do they have that at Olive Garden? <laughs> no, they have unlimited breadsticks, and that is just as good. Um, no, so if, if you, <laughs> no, you take you bone marrow because, <laughs> like, don't you scoop it out and put it, you put it on toast and things like that? You, yeah, you can scoop it out and oh. put it on, yeah, your crustinis and things like that. And then you're left with the bone without the marrow inside of it, but it, it still has remnants of that marrow. So, um, I've done it with whiskey quite a bit, and I, and also with sherry as a way to experience a more viscous and and different type of flavor profile of either your whiskey or your sherry so you can sip it through the bone marrow luge now when you come to georgia (laughs) i need i need you to um to research this and we're going to have a bone marrow luge (laughs) it'll change your life i mean zero joke it's definitely something i mean I also hang out with a lot of bartenders and I feel like we do some interesting, weird things when it comes to it, but, but there is a, there's a reason for it, right? Cause it does, it, it changes the experience of sipping and it's, it's just a fun thing to do. Like how's so. what y'all doing tonight? I mean, I was sitting around thinking about doing me some bone marrow luges of uh, some sherry drinking some whiskey. <laughs> you generally don't go out thinking, Hey, I'm going to do a bone marrow luge tonight. It just like, it hits you when you're out and you're like, they have bone marrow. Fantastic. Let's do this. <laughs> hey, 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 we're going to drink. We're going to drink some whiskey through a bone. Let's go. Our next trip to Kentucky, we're gonna we're gonna mm-hmm. hook up because we're friends on Facebook now. And uh, we are. Oh, it's oh, official. You had to you had to you had to call her out on a national broadcast to get her to be your we friend. We weren't recording at the time. <laughs> she could have said, "I say no to creepers," <laughs> and she to would be, be correct. Fair, <laughs> yeah. I have not looked at my friend requests in like the last few days. All I want That's is for our next trip to Kentucky. To go do a bone marrow luge with Beth in Kentucky, and we're going to do it Facebook Live. We'll we'll do all the cool kid things while you guys come. Well, <gasps> like go to the Fred No Barbecue. <laughs> well, I can't speak for Fred. Ooh, ooh, I can't ooh. invite people to Fred's house. That's ooh, like I can upon. sit. Yeah, yeah, I can sit on the front porch with him and drink whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we can we can do cool. Like, there's a lot of cool spots. I don't know when the last time that you have been to Louisville or you know even in we the Claremont area where the distillery is. We were just in Louisville for Whiskey Weekend. <gasps> you should come visit us 
for the next whiskey. Yeah. Do you want to see 200 people? Yeah. Yeah. 200 (laughs) captivated audience. Yep. Drunks. I love talking to people. Legal alcoholics. Yep. They've got papers. And we had fun drinking some Legion bourbon. There you go. Yes. You finally you said it right. Yes. And we're going to drink from a bone. Yeah. Yeah. We're going (laughs) to drink from a bone with her. That's right. We're going to go to Louisville, Kentucky. There you go. Louisville. Louisville, Kentucky. Very far away. Very Louisville, by God, (laughs) Kentucky. So we will be back in Louisville, guaranteed, next March, right? Is it March or April? It's uh, March. March. But anyway, I want to I want to pick on site. I would love I I want to as soon as y'all open back up. You put in a good na- good word for us. Tell I tell do my Fred best. that I don't know what I'll do for you. Yeah, tell Fred that I'll bring all kinds of kick ass whiskey we can drink. We'll just get toasted, start tooting our horns, and just have a good old time. But uh, yeah, I want to pick on site because that's one thing I've never done. So I think we've picked. Um, I've been a part of three or four now, four, and then we're about to pick two more. So I definitely want to pick on site. That'd be an awesome thing. So just do that. Just walk in there and say, these guys are coming <laughs> and they're going to pick any barrel they want. Cause I yeah, said I'm sure so. that'll go over really well. I'm sure that'll just totally See, that they didn't at least teach, connect you to the people. Yeah. They didn't teach that in hospitality one-on-one, did they? No, that the was customer, like. <laughs> the customer's not always right, but they're never wrong. That's, that's what <laughs> I learned in hospitality. Yeah. I learned that too. Oh, well. <laughs> But no, when the distillery opens back up and hopefully October is, is what we're shooting for right now, I would love to have you all down so that we can at least see the distillery, right? And you can can see all of the new renovations and stuff. I can't guarantee a barrel pick, but we can at least uh, get you get all a, through Can we get a hard hat tour? I don't know what those look like yet, so I can't guarantee that. But I, I would be more than happy to host you on a tour when tours do open. So hopefully that's good enough. I'm going to bring my own hard hat. Pretend like it's a hard hat tour. I, I'm going to do the same thing. Mm. You bring your hard hat. Everything can be a hard hat to her. Right. <laughs> yes. We're going to walk around hard hats. We're going to be like, where are y'all going? We got to sell some Beth Burroughs hard hat to her. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could wear a hard hat to Target and get a Target hard hat to her at this point, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, we, we promise that we, we talk a bunch of shit on the show, but we're not going to get you in trouble. We promise. <laughs> You're good. I make sure I protect myself. We're good. I've, I've learned. <laughs> <laughs>